Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday role-playing game. In this case, I am running the 5e adventure Scarlet Citadel by Kobold Press. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to this Uncovered Secrets Volume 1 and 2, a dedicated Discord server, the, ma- the monthly Patreon Q&A... City of Arches source book, all kinds of great stuff that you get for being a patron of Sly Flourish. But most of all, you get to help me put on shows like this to the patrons of Sly Flourish. Thank you so much. And if you are not a Patreon and not a member of the Sly Flourish patron, please check it out in the show notes below. There's a ton of really cool stuff for a pretty low price. So we are getting closer to the end of Scarlet Citadel. Kind of, I think. Like we're in the biggest chapter. I was looking yesterday. It's a 34 page chapter for, for, for chapter five section five level five which is the black river it is a massive uh, massive chapter great big thing and i was like you know i've i've read it but it was a while ago and i needed a refresher so i so i took some time yesterday this is beyond like the you know typical like oh you can get a game ready in 30 minutes it's like well kind of maybe but it's gonna be if you're, if you're if they're going down to the black river you're gonna need more than 30 minutes i needed i needed at least a good hour or so hour and a half couple hours to to kind of read through and sort of grok you know sort of understand absorb this 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 chapter of the book because a lot there's a lot going on there's a lot of factions there's a lot of places they can go it's a lot of weird a lot of like travel is really weird on this place and i wanted to get my head around it so i so i spent some time yesterday kind of digging into it and reading about how it works and, and why it works and and what are the various things that are going on and then there's like well how are you going to modify it how am i going to modify it to fit the game that i'm running and i have some kind of open some kind of open questions we will start by getting our notes together here. Let's go to my Notion notebook. As always, I'm using Notion to do my campaign planning. If you want to learn more about using Notion, you can find a link down in the show notes below. Go to my Scarlet Citadel. So last last session, we'd like to review what has happened. They were on the previous level. In fact, let me pull up my owlbear and we will go to the previous level, which is the Bat Caverns. I think that is this one. And they fought Immorta the Debased. It was a it was a crazy, crazy fight. They fought Immorta the Debased. Immorta the Debased had summoned a pit fiend and was talking to the pit fiend. And the characters were fighting Immorta, and she had these three other devils, and it was a really tough fight. It was I I you know, they were they were getting attacked a lot. The damage was really high. I tell you if you want to threaten characters, do a lot of damage. And then there was like, should we release the pit fiend? And a couple of the characters were like, hell yeah, let's release that pit fiend. How can that be bad? That's not going to be bad for us at all. And uh, like the other characters were like, whoa, 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 what? And so we actually had a good like, let's pause for a second. Like, let's stop. We can we can pause the game here and let's talk as players outside of our characters. As players, how do we feel about this? And one of the players is like, look, every time you, you know, four campaigns, you've been releasing weird stuff. And this is the first time I get to release a weird thing. And other people are like, well, we don't know how it's going to go. And, you know, and so finally I said, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, it'll be fine. But they were a little worried about it. And one of the players was like, you know, I think you're because they, they've been working this whole thing where like Immorta's actual name is Clara. She's the half sister of the of Zula the witch in Red Tower and they kind of wanted to redeem her more than they wanted to just kill her and then they're like if we bring out that pit fiend he's just going to kill her and so he came out and then the pit fiend just starts demolishing the other devils just crushing them he's doing like 60 70 points of damage and they're like you know the players are like 
is that how much a pit fiend does? Like, that's really high. And I'm like, that's how much a pit fiend does. He's ripping people in half. So he's ripping demons in half, ripping devils in half. And then he goes after Immorta, and they're like, whoa, 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 wait. He's like, what? Like, why did you... I thought this is what you wanted. You don't want me to kill her? And they're like, no. Like, we want, you know... We're talking, we're trying to convince her. And he's like, well, let me know, right? Like, you, you broke me out and we made a deal. And the deal, by the way, was because they're in this, like, alternate dimension version of the world, he gets to keep that world. And there was this big question, like, are we releasing, like, a you know, an archdevil into another world? And, like, we, we in the process, this, they had the same exact argument about Numenera and our Numenera campaign. Maybe I just like to put people in this position of, like, the... You know, we're busy saving our world, but how many are we destroying in the process? Are we destroying an entire other world full of innocent people? And they're like, hey, it's just one pit fiend. He's not like an archdevil. He's not going to rule over. He just wants this place. Like, that's fine. He wants the alternate dimension of this place. And this place is pretty terrible. Anyways, you can have it. So they decided, yeah, they'll make a deal with him that they will let him keep that world. He will. They'll be ejected from it. He gets to keep it. And if if they, you know, use use him. So then he's like, OK, I'll go fight. And he's like, I'm going to go after more to the debase and they're like you know well wait hang on we're talking to her and he like looks at her and he buries his hand into her and they're like oh and one of the players is like i thought you totally were like you know gonna ruin the game <laughs> and then i'm like he rips this like black screaming skeleton out of her body and he's holding it and it's just like screaming and he's like this is her wrath like this is the anger that she has held within her all this time this is a more to the debase this is this anger and and that you know pink fleshy you know version of her that i don't care you can keep that but i'm this is the one i wanted and he take this screaming wrathful skeleton he's like this is mine and then she wakes up and she's like what has happened oh my and she remembers everything she had done but the anger that has driven her to do all of those things is now gone because the pit fiend took it and so he walks away with his his wrathful version of immortal the debased and they they kind of rescue Clara, who is the more to the debased before she was a more to the debased. And and you know, and I, I did I had a player afterwards who's like, I thought you were totally like betraying us. <laughs> like I thought we like we had this thing we were working on and you were just about to break it. And I'm like, you know, trust me. Like I you know, hopefully it's okay. Like I think I know I'm trying to figure out what we want. And so they rescued Clara, right? And now Clara is back, and I think she's gonna. She she is really kind of distraught because she remembers all these terrible things that she did. But she also has information that she can give to the players about Gellert and what he's doing and everything like that. And that was where the session ended last time. And we had a week off last week. A bunch of people were out, so we didn't play last week. And now we are beginning. We are beginning this week. So we want to have our strong start for this week. So let's see. We're gonna go here. Generate a new session planning template. And we are, I don't know why I put the date. Yeah, I tried this date thing. It didn't work. For June. Sunday, Scarlet Citadel. And today, I don't remember which players are in and out. So we will just pretend that everybody's going to be there. But I think I have a couple of players who are, in fact, I know, I know that Sister Malarkey Jones is not, the player for Sister Malarkey is not going to be there. But I think a bunch of the others are. So the characters that we have for our game, and we like to review our characters. And I have a new, I think we'll try it. We'll try it today. A new little way of like we can further extend this review of the characters, which is what hooks are going to be in this next session that affect those characters. You can kind of list out your characters and say, what's a hook that I can use to draw on this character? So we have Bart. And we, what we can do is we can actually do this. We can do this while we're reviewing the characters. It's like character, hooks. 
And we have Bart. Bart is a gear-forged bard diplomat. He is always eager to try to try to convince people of you know, try to try to bring them to his side rather than just fight them and kill him. He he loves his control spells. I'll tell you, a lot of control spells, which you know is great. You throw lightning rods for control spells. Like oh, you want to charm somebody? Great. Here's a person you can charm, and here's people you can't charm. So he's a gear-forged bard diplomat. I kind of like the idea that that Bart feels a connection to the remaining two icosahedrons. We have Dorn. Oh, so so yeah, Bart feels a connection to the remaining two icosahedrons, I think is the main thing. As a clockwork, I like the idea. This is my like little secret thing. I think it'd be kind of neat if like Bart, inside Bart is a fifth icosahedron. Like he's actually kind of connected to the weird weaver, this, 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 you know, element, this, this chaotic, you know, god of randomness. And I think the idea that Bard is connected is something I like. Dorn, Dorn Greycastle played, Dorn Greycastle is a shade fighter, sorcerer, former adventurer. Dorn is in the body of Potter, who's been walking around. And I think, so when it comes to the Black River, Dorn feels that the Black River is the, proper way for him to return or f- find his place of rest place of rest but currently it's being rerouted by the twisting of the ley lines these are almost like secrets and clues too these 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 character hooks are kind of like secrets but they're they're tied to a they're, they're tied to a particular character. And the goal there is that like you're for each one of the characters, you sort of have a hook that draws that character into the game. And this is where I think like you think about the time that we spend prepping our games and where we should prep the games and what we should prep it on. I feel like this is a very high value way to spend your time because you're really thinking about the characters. The players are in, at the game through their characters. The characters are their interface to the game. The more that we can like solidify that interface, the more that we can connect them to the game, the better the game is going to be for them. So all the other stuff that we do, fancy maps, dynamic lighting, really detailed combat encounters, really, you know, like all that all that stuff like I'm not saying that stuff is useless, but I think that when it comes to it, it like it's imagine imagine you like oh i'm gonna come up with a really cool idea for like a a crazy battle arena where there's lots of moving parts and there's lots of like shifting back and forth that's one way to think about it but what if you think about combat encounters by like what can i put in this combat encounter that mez is gonna like right you look at the characters and you ask like what is mez gonna enjoy in this battle what kind of thing can i add to this battle so that mez mez in particular is having a good time and then same thing with malarkey and same thing with skrink and same thing with dorn and same thing with garble you're you're gonna draw them in better if you if you really are keeping them first and foremost in the mind at the design of pretty much everything that you're putting there towns like what what places in town would garble want to go to oh he likes a compost heap we put a compost heap out back behind the bar where they dump all their old foods and stuff but they do it because the mushroom folk like it there so that's like they they they're serving the mushroom folk by having a great big compost heap where the mushrooms can go hang out it's it's that fun bit of like tying their character to the world and I think it's really, I think it's a real high value, a real high value thing. Speaking of Mushroom Folk, Garble is a Mushroom Folk rogue far traveler looking for a new place. And I think Garble hears the song of their people. I forget what chamber it is. We're going to have to take a look at Scarlet. So we can do a quick, a quick look here. So this is that chapter. One of these chambers is about Mushroom Folk. Let's see if I can see it on the map. I don't think it's any of those. I think it's one of the later chambers. 
We have Gellert's Chamber. We have the Cursed Cave, the Golden Pyramids. That's 10 pages long. The Marshgras Horde. The Golden Pyramids are neat. The Crystal Garden. That's another one where I'd kind of like to have them here. Blackwater White Teeth. Archimandes, Archimantes Font. I don't think that's where the Mushroom Folk are. The Deep Ones Vault. The Flooded Crypt. The Frog Shrine. Is that where? No, the Frog Shrine is where the Deep Ones are. We have the Blood Shrine. Brutewer's Gallery. Brewer's Gallery. I don't remember this one. They have to rope together because it's like a big sliding place. Oh, and then I think there's a... Yeah, this is a weird one. Lagfell's Crypt. Look at that one. That was a three and a half page. It's like a three page description of that room. The Chained Thing. Know about that. Yeah, I think a 518, I think it is. The Mushroom Cave and the Deep Ones Camp. So they, they, he can hear the song of his people in chamber 518. That one works out. Mez, Rumseleth, is a frost elf fighter parfumier. Parfumier. And what is a, I think, so, so like Dorn, Mez can feel, oh, Mez probably feels the strength that once was here for the followers of Karen. Recognizes the boatman and recognizes the twisting of the cult of Karen into the cult of Vardazain. Cool. Sister Malarkey Jones, I think, is not here. I don't think I'm going to worry about that one. Skrink Skibbers is a rat folk wizard occultist. So what, maybe, could it, could it be that the deep ones? So this could be kind of fun. Skrink was sacrificed to the gods of the Deep Ones back in Zobek, but doesn't, but only remembers it now. So now we've got a nice hook for each character that's tied to this session, or at least tied to this area. I don't know if every one of these is going to come up in this session, but, you know, again, I'm thinking through the, through the eyes of the characters, thinking through, like, what, what happened with the characters. I don't think we've ever figured out that Skrink, when Skrink was sacrificed and then returned by the Weird Weaver, I don't think we ever defined who did the sacrificing. It was kind of inconsequential. But I think the idea that Skrink was sacrificed to the Deep Ones, and maybe, oh boy, maybe it was to summon the Shogoth. Like that would be, this is, a, right? Skrink's sacrifice is what let the Deep Ones summon the Shogoth. Sweet. What chamber was the Shogoth? I can't remember which one of these was where the Shogoth was battled. I guess it's late. It's, it's yeah, far off. I, 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 it's one of the later ones. The Shrine of this. Yeah, here are the deep... Oh, there we are. So it's in area 524. And that's kind of the last chamber. So that's cool. So our strong start is, I think... Let's see. I, I, I can't remember if they sent... What's her name? Clara... Clara talks about Gellert and the situation in the Black River. I think that's kind of the strong start. A great wind, wind blows. Gellert has done something. I think one of the secrets that probably Clara is going to mention is that Gellert has been working in seclusion in the chambers beneath the Black River where the ley lines converge. He was hoping to gain near, to gain quote-unquote unlimited power. It's our little Star Wars throwback. 
So scenes, the scenes that we're going to deal with today are talk to Clara and determine their approach. Clara can explain the how the boatman works and the factions. Now the factions, the factions are something I'm going to figure out. So we've got, who are the major factions in the Black River? We have the Deep Ones. We have Lagfell. We have the 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 crystalline creatures i really like them the fate eaters and that's an area 507 and a secret includes the fate eaters can hear the minds of those within the scarlet citadel they will offer knowledge for a price other factions the mushroom folk the river lord i think lagfell has trapped the chain thing. So one question is, where is Clara's? This is a big question. Oh, the, the Golden Pyramid spiders. Where are the Golden Pyramid people? I guess it's in the later one. Man, I'm having trouble finding anything in this. Let's see if there's a table of contents here. Golden Pyramids, 505. And these are the spiders of Ling, right? Uh, so let's let's do a quick look through this like skimming just we're, we're doing a skim read for factions i mean there's gellert himself but we're doing a skim for factions the different factions that that exist we have gellert's area we have the spiders of ling who are in this golden pyramid section over here cursed cave doesn't have a faction golden pyramids is the spiders of ling we have a different set of spiders mm. this is in 506 which is where yeah, okay, that's still the Spiders of Ling. Zygmarsha is a Spider of Ling. We're going with that. Zygmarsha and the Spiders of Ling. It's kind of like Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. I wonder if that was on purpose. We have the Fate Eaters in 507. Arteronite. So these are all Deep Ones. So this is all Deep One folks. And they've they the, the flooded crypt is kind of trapped. That's trapped the River Lord. Frog Shrine, I think, is Deep Ones. Brute Were, the Blood Hag. And of course, Lagfell. I think I already have Lagfell, yeah. And then I think, yeah, this 523-22-23-24 is the altar where they, they're keeping the Shogoth. So that's it. Okay. So those are the factions, right? We have the Deep Ones, Lagfell, the Fate Eaters, the Mushroom Folk, the River Lord, Zamarshka, and the Spiders of Ling, and Brute were the Blood Hag. <sighs> that's a lot of factions for one location, boy. Ugh. So they determine their approach. And their goal, they have to defeat Lagfell, defeat the Chained Thing, and defeat the Shogoth. The, that releases the third Icosahedron. Now, where is, physically, where is the, the, the third Icosahedron? Let's take a look at the map and think if there's a good spot. The, the Icosahedron could be with the spiders. So this could be kind of interesting. When we think about like the, the path that the characters want to take, if they want to actually acquire the, the, the third icosahedron, I think this could be a, a good secret that the third icosahedron resides with the spiders of Lang, which Immorda, whoops, had summoned from their twisted world. They won't, they won't depart with it easily. So that way, location-wise, they can go to try to face Lagfell. Uh, I think another secret is Lagfell will, would be tremendously difficult to defeat, but has an enemy 
in the river lord the river lord is trapped in a sarcophagus that cannot be unlocked lagfell holds a key i i think that like you know so so one of the things that the adventure has in it is that lagfell who's this hierophant lich has the key to unlock the river lord but there's this goofy like you have to go face lagfell first to get the key in order to go release the river lord so that you can then stick it back on lagfell again that seems like a recipe for disaster so i think having an alternative way to get that key first of all that maybe the characters come up with a way to release the river lord but maybe the the maybe the the blood the blood hag has a way too but then what does she want in return what would a blood hag want blood that would be something so i think maybe the blood hag what's her name brute might have a way to unlock the river lord so we have that what other what other secrets do we have i i, I kind of dig the idea that gellert is on his way out that gellert realizes that he's done something terrible and that it hasn't worked and he's like well i'm packing up and i'm leaving so i think uh, gellert is ready to take off something terrible has happened below and he isn't sticking around to see how it goes i kind of like the idea that they run in him on the way out i think that's pretty funny what other any other secrets that we need for this area i don't know well let's let's look at so we, so we have our factions here i mean really i've got my secrets because i got all these i've got these character hooks going on here and i've got this stuff so i don't need to do all 10 secrets i don't think i get eight and maybe more will come up so fantastic locations i don't really need to worry about because this whole book is filled with fantastic locations so i can just focus on on where they go in the book so all of these current npcs are no longer current i don't need to worry about the anti-paladins i this anti-paladin pull that pull that off it's probably easier if i do a view layout table and then I do, oh, look at that. So I can say, Shogoth, Chain Thing, The Anchors, Lagfell, Kurgaram. Probably keep Kurgaram around. Thoas Nightcaster. Who is that? Warlock White Skull. Oh, that's their, they're carrying them around. I can hide this. There we go. I can hide. So Thoas Nightcaster will keep around. Last Baskalag will keep around. Gellet the Gruesome is, is there. And more to the Debased is probably there. Dineska, the Master of Oozes, probably don't need to worry about. Danesca and Zula we probably don't need to worry about I could create some new NPCs I don't know that I'm going to bother because I don't I don't know that like brute were the I guess we can create a an NPC for brute were the blood hag what are blood hags in let's go to our monster database blood hags are in tome of beasts and we will go for they're probably under hag blood hag oh look at her that's great I'll do grab that screenshot open that in preview strip the background grab it not great but it's it's not great but it'll serve and go back to my scarlet citadel notes and get our blood hag and let's see bent back crone has long leathery arms and cruel flesh tearing faces misshapen what level Ooh, cr11 whoa vampiric origins long skulked in the fringes of society for public appear when a red hag made it with a mad vampire archmage her offspring became the first of blood hags many more followed face stealers face peel i think it wants to it wants a face i think she wants a face i think brute were she wants a face 
to add to her collection. She'll give up. I think we can add that to our secrets and clues, right? Maybe Dorn's face, since Dorn's already dead. We could say. And what is the secret? We could grab that. These are pretty cool. Worm hair. We'll grab this stuff. Why oh, can't I grab that part? And we'll stick that in the secrets. There. Got some blood hag lore. That's cool. So then I got an NPC to deal with. So that's 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 cool. And we already added Brute where the Blood Hag is on the list. We can sort, we'll just sort ascending. That way we got them in. And we got them in alphabetical order. Any other NPCs? Let's see, we can save that. Any other NPCs that we need? That's pretty good for NPCs. Monsters, we have a lot of these that we're no longer current. Let's see, so we will view this as a table. And we will, what do we need? We can hide this, we can hide this, we can even hide that. And we no longer need them in the holding. So the giant vampire bat is no longer in the holding pattern. Dero Dement, no longer in the holding pattern. Mind Rot Thrall, not in the holding pattern. Immorta's devilish bodyguards, not in the holding pattern. And that is no longer. So we have an empty table. So we need to do some monsters. So we go to the monster database and we know we have Dero, not Dero. Deep one. So we have deep ones, and we put in the holding pattern for Scarlet Citadel. Keep those handy. There's a bunch of stuff. Shadow skeletons. Yeah, we got these guys. Shadow skeletons are there. Hierophant, the Hierophant Lich. It's only CR9. What other nasty things? Let's take a look at the list here. What, oh, Shogoth. I need a Shogoth. CR19 for the Shogoth, woo-wee. That's going to be hard. What other, let's see, we'll do a little skim through this and find out what other critters they might run into. Oh, Gellert, of course. We'll probably do a mage for Gellert. Archmage is CR 11. Let's take a look at that. Maybe he's an Archmage. Because they are like level seven now. Sure, why not? We'll throw him on there. Oh, he's got some clay golems, right? Clay Guardian. I changed the name Golem. That's interesting. I got that guy. Got the flesh golem. Rags, Gargantopus. So these are all a bunch of creatures that they might run into. So let's do lesser and greater Scrag. I don't even know what that is. Oh, Shadow Skeletons who got Gargantopus. They already fought one of those. I don't think we're going to do another one. What is a Sipkali? I don't even know what that is. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I don't know how to spell it. It's a fiend. C-I-P. Oh, yeah. It's like alligator demons. Those would be pretty cool. Okay. So we got those. I added them, right? And a water leaper. That's from Tome of Beasts. Wow, those are shockingly, shockingly hard. But that's cool. Those are some, that's a good range of weird-ass monsters for them to fight. So I like that. Then we've got, I'm not going to do the Monolith Champion because they fought a ton of those things. Gellert's room, we have clay golems. Uh, the golden pyramids, we have the spiders of Ling, right? We have ghosts, ghost spiders? What are they called? Ghost walk spider. Oh, that thing's hard. If you're wondering like what this monster database is, if you go to the if you go to the lazy RPG campaign template, which you find linked in the show notes, and in the notes, there is a whole section about the monster and combat tracking with this thing called the the 5e artisanal monster database. It's a separate notion notebook because it's so big. It's 2,400 monsters in there from all of these sources, all the Cobalt Press sources plus Level Up Advanced 5e and the 5e SRD. 2,400 monsters, and you can go into this. And you can search for monsters and you can add them to waiting lists. It's got a whole bunch of instructions on how to do so. 
really handy tool and works perfectly with the you know as you've seen works perfectly in the notebook so it's a it's a it's a it's a handy tool that has helped me you know keep track of the monsters and stuff like that and what's cool is like as i've been adding monsters now i've got this great big list of all of the monsters that they can pick up that i might use in the session i've got them all right here and they all open up to the stat block if i want to see the hierophant lich i open it up and i've got the stat block for the hierophant lich ready to go all set benchmark they are level seven there are five of them five times seven is math 35 that sounds right 35 half of 35 you got to round down is 34 17 benchmark is lazy encounter benchmark is 17 they can handle up to 17 total monster crs the max the single maximum is 150 percent so seven times about half of seven is 3.5 so about 10 uh, 10 to 11 is about the maximum of a single monster that they want to face. Which means I know things, because some of these guys are definitely harder than that. So I know, for example, that the Shogoth, which is 387 hit points. Oh my god. That's deadly. 1d4 plus 1 slam attacks. Slam is 30 damage each. They're going to get crushed by that thing. How do you defeat the Shogoth? I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to read about how to defeat the Shogoth. I think that's a secret that they want to know. The Shogoth is immensely powerful. You can't just fight it in a straight fight. So I think they're going to have to find another way to defeat the Shogoth, and I don't know what that is. I'll have to think about that. I'm going to tell them, like, you probably don't want to go right first thing after the Shogoth because it's going to kick your ass. So I got piles of... Oh, let's see. We'll just keep going there. So we got the Spiders of Ling, the Fate Eaters. Put them in the holding pattern. The River Lord. They're not going to fight the River Lord, but I'll put the River Lord in there just so we have it. Shadow River Lord. Lots of deep ones. I got the blood hag, right? Did I put the blood hag in there? I did not. Because they might fight the blood hag. Phantom whites. I don't see a phantom white. We'll use the good old menagerie white. I think the phantom whites might only be in this book. Yeah. The chained thing. I don't think we have the chained thing. So uh, let's go to our appendix. That's good. And we go dupe. Make a new monster. Boom. Paste that text in and say... Format the above as a D&D monster stat block. Boom. Hey, magical artificial intelligence. And we're done. And we get rid of the, the bad text. Whoops. AC 15, 114 hit points, CR6. Is that right? Yeah, CR6. Type is undead. AC, I said, is 15, 114. Initiative is minus two, so... That means it has initiative of eight. It is not legendary. It is from Scarlet Citadel. Won't worry about the page number and all that. And that is good. And with view, we'll stick that in the Scarlet Holding Pattern. There. That is good. Whoops. A Drowned Maiden. I don't know. I need a way for them to defeat the Shogoth. I'm not sure what that will be. But I think, let's go back. I think we're all set. I think we're done for the day. Good enough. I didn't do treasure, but there's treasure. And look at all that. Treasure always gets the short shrift. Why don't I just roll up some treasure hordes here? We'll just do some random stuff. This random generator is available to patrons of Sly Flourish. You can generate all kinds of cool stuff, including treasure hordes. And we'll do a tier two treasure horde. And that's a lot. We'll just grab that. We'll grab a couple. Grab three treasure hordes just so we have them handy. We're not going to need three. But just in case. I don't need the spell scroll. There we go. And then let's get some cool items here. Let's see if we can get some Vault of Magic items. And let's see if we can tie some 
mid Midgard lore to them. I guess this doesn't. This doesn't. This one doesn't add it. Distracting doubloon. These are kind of fun. They're a common magic item, but they're they're silly. I like that. Mantle of blood vengeance. I like this. Your blood turns to acid. That's a fantastic weapon. People will like that. Selket's bracer. Expend one charge of bonus action. You can tremor sense out to a range of 30 feet for one minute. In addition, you can expend two charges of bonus action to kill your weapon venom. The poison remains for one minute until an attack. That creature must succeed. That's not bad. Maybe Selket's bracer. It's a little powerful. You can change it to one charge. Yeah, that's pretty good. That way, it's a way. It's a one a day thing. I like that. I'm just I'm limiting that magic. I'm just a little bit. The steadfast splint is pretty good. Those are all pretty good. Yeah, I think we're all set. That's fine. That's all fine. So we've got good sets of notes. Let's just do a quick review. We reviewed our characters. We've got some good character hooks that are kind of like secrets and clues, but tied to specific characters. We have our strong start, how it begins and where they're planning to go. We have the scenes that they're going to follow, including the goals that they have. Big pile of secrets and clues. Looks like 10 of those. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 of those. Bunch of NPCs they can interact with. A bunch of monsters to fight and a big pile of treasure. So we are all set. I think we are good for today. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me today while I prepared for my game. If you enjoyed this show, you may want other Sly Flourish stuff, and the way to get that would be to subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter. You, when you subscribe, you get a free Adventure Generator PDF, plus uh, a free RPG-related email sent directly to your inbox every week. You can also support me directly on Patreon. Patrons get access to all kinds of stuff, like that treasure generator I just showed, lots of exclusive videos about how to use the monster builder all kinds of all kinds of things that they get along with piles of ways to improve your game free a bunch of not free adventures but exclusive adventures uncovered secrets volume one and two city of arches source book monthly q a dedicated discord server all kinds of great stuff or you can pick up any of my books including return of the lazy dungeon master the lazy dm's companion and the lazy dm's workbook which all have tables and tools and ideas and tips that go along in this kind of style of preparation that i do thank you all very much have a great day and get out there and play an rpg